0: Here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCrady. I deserve
2: to be on TV. Welcome to this Monday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCrady. He is in the Clark Ford studio. I am somewhere in Omaha, Nebraska, Ole Miss, and Arkansas tonight, 6 o'clock from Charles Schwab Field. I'm trying to spend the entire week not calling it the Chuck. That is one of my own personal uh, goals for uh, however long I am here at the College World Series. So we'll talk Arkansas. We will uh talk a little bit about uh old Mrs. Wynn what's going on with them yesterday, today, the landscape of the College World series and much more on the uh the show. There will be a hand raise guys tonight, one way or the other. Neil will captain that ship. I'll join Expect Brian to join as well, and Brian and I recorded a podcast yesterday also. So on the uh, MPW Digital Network, you can find a Rippy's Right where he and I talked for about an hour about just some random topics uh, while we were both watching golf. So that and uh, and more coming up today. But first, about the Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford, you know about the Speed Pass Plus app, the Exxon mobile app, download it, thousand bonus points, ten bucks right there at the pump, just a little bit of extra help with gas prices, what they are, with uh, the Oxford Exxon and all Blue Sky locations in Mississippi, up and down I-55 and throughout uh, throughout North Mississippi as well. And again, come to you from Clark Ford Studio.
3: We are Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Uh, ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900 is the number. Um, guest will join uh, tonight on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline, Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford, great place to go watch a game, grab a burger, uh, po'boys appetizers, great beer selection, full bar and more. Also Rafters in New Albany and um, Rafters, on the beach, on the water, I should say, rafters on the water at uh, Sardis Beach.
2: Did that fix the echo? I'm seeing I have an echo in the thing, and I've got, I've got, I've got AirPods in. I've got a, a microphone that I'm talking into, so I'm trying to trying to make it as as streamlined as possible. Are we still echoing?
3: See, I don't hear the echo, um, and I think some of it is I'm in a system and you're not.
2: Yeah, I only have one AirPod in to avoid the double feedback, and I actually just switched just to the AirPod instead of uh instead of the microphone apparently did not fix it i seeing. so okay i have no idea i'm i'm not really sure what to do yeah i don't
3: i don't i don't know
2: let me try one other thing since i'm
3: here one second can you just take it go away from the earpods and just use your your sound yeah let me try that
2: i know it's bad pod just give us a second yeah it's fine All right, so what about that?
3: I'm going to guess that worked, but we'll see.
2: I've switched it now to talking into my microphone and just using my, the, the sound through my computer.
3: For whatever reason, the earpods, for a, for a lot of people, they, they cause echo issues, but I don't really understand that. I, I, but I don't know enough about it to be Mr. Technical.
2: Which, yesterday, was there anything... Um, did anybody who listened to Brian's podcast was it okay there? Because I was only talking through AirPods on that yesterday. Now we weren't Skyping; we didn't have the whole system put up. But
3: were y'all doing a Zoom? Yeah, uh, yeah, we just did a Zoom. And he was using his just his laptop, right? Yeah, yeah. So there, it wasn't going through a system. Okay. Well. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Now we're talking through a microphone. Now we're listening through the computer. So anyway, it's fine. It's all yeah. good.
3: It's never going to be perfect if I'm in if I'm in the studio and somebody else is, not not it's it's there's always there's going to be a degradation of of quality, but it's fine.
2: It's interesting they said it's coming and going. That's really strange because I don't know why it would be doing that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. nothing's changing. So what would be causing that well, level it, of
3: could be even some Wi-Fi issues. At you in a hotel, not the greatest Wi-Fi in the world typically, right? So.
2: Okay, Ole Miss and Arkansas tonight, uh, 6 o'clock. Uh, I have not seen – if there's been an update in the last eight hours, I haven't seen it. Uh, Hunter Elliott, obviously, for the Rebels. Um, we are not sure who Arkansas is throwing unless they've announced that. Like I said, I, I've been looking around. Dave Van Horn said yesterday that uh, he was contemplating a righty and a lefty. That's McIntyre or Morris. And um, No, I
3: think the lefty would be um, Hagen-Smith, right?
2: No, it's Morris. He oh, he admitted okay. those are probably two they're looking at. They gotcha. said they're trying to close Smith um after that. They're trying to they're trying to get to Smith later in the uh, later oh, in the game. Gotcha. Yeah. Um I will post some stuff on Rebel Grove when we get done. Andrew Hutchinson, who covers Arkansas, sent me some info on both of those guys, depending on who they are uh who they're throwing. So there is a there's that. But you know, look, it's it's I, I talked to Brian about this yesterday an opportunity for Ole Miss tonight because you, you you looked at this, and we talked about it a little bit on Henry's guys. You looked at this tournament, what Ole Miss needed to do, and I meant by the College World Series, not the entire NCAA tournament, is stay in the winner's bracket and find ways to win DeLucius' game and Elliott's game. And the landscape of the College World Series, there aren't a ton of really good number twos. Hunter Elliott is as good as anybody that's in the field. Ole Miss has the better guy going tonight. Uh, depending on whoever it is for uh, for Arkansas, that kid I for mean, Oklahoma it, it, yesterday it is one hell of an opportunity for the Rebels right now.
3: <laughs> that kid for Oklahoma yesterday might beg to differ. That dude well, was sorry. filthy he was, last yeah, Kane night. Cade Horton's
2: uh, Kane Horton's all right. Yeah, he's, yeah, 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 his
3: hand is raised. Going on, oh, excuse me. Yeah. That dude was painting painting at ninety seven. That that hey, cat Thomas
2: might see him here in a week or so. Uh, Who knows?
3: That cat was on last night. But no, you're right. Um, certainly on on this side of the bracket, at the very least, Elliot's the. The best number two, Stanford's Stanford's got some arms. I'd so be curious to see what they do today. And then moving forward, they made a obviously they made a decision mid game Saturday that they needed to pivot. Um But yeah, no, this is this is the advantage uh for, for Ole Miss. It's it's like you said, it's a huge opportunity because I think they do have a pitching advantage today. I'll be surprised if Arkansas doesn't go with McIntyre.
2: Real quick on that, I mean, you know, it's one of those deals. Do you know, I mean, what kind of catbird seat would Ole Miss be in right now had Cade Horton stuck with the Rebels? He flipped from Ole Miss to Oklahoma.
3: Ooh, he'd be be in a different spot right now.
2: There's an alternate world there where Cade Horton is Ole Miss's number three starter right now
3: or number two or whatever you want to call it. (laughs) <laughs> be in a different, you'd be in a different world. I mean, you'd, well, you'd be able to today would have less of a feel of pressure yeah. to it, right? Because yeah. obviously, you know, if if you're Ole Miss today, we'll just take that angle. If you're Ole Miss today and you lose tonight, you have to turn around tomorrow, and suddenly you go from hey, we think we have a shot to win this whole thing to how the hell do we get out of tomorrow? Mm-hmm. You know, how do we how do we beat Stanford or Auburn with? Do you go bullpen by committee? Do you go Derek Diamond? Do you go Drew McDaniel? It's it's that that's that's what's on the line tonight. If you win tonight, you hey we get to punt that decision for forty eight hours and we think about what we're doing. Maybe we could even turn around and go back to Delucia if he's if he's rested. Probably not quite ready on Wednesday, but but Wednesday has no pressure because you get to go Thursday if it doesn't work out Wednesday. But if you lose tonight. Suddenly, okay, well, we deviated off our path, and now we have to figure out a way back to it, and the way back to that path is probably, you got to get, you probably got to win two games without Delusia and without Elliott before you could get to Thursday to have a shot to win with one of those guys. So that's the, that's what's on the line tonight Is, 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 is as much as anything, is that if if they, if they win tonight, at some point, yeah, you have to go to a third pitcher, but. You do it with with a parachute on your back.
2: It's the dynamics and it's the mechanics of a a regional we talk about all the time. If you lose tonight, it erases that you won the first game because you're back in the same spot. you still got to win as many games – the rest of the way, you know what I mean? Like you've got to win another game sure. I and mean, like it throws it all in there to where, yeah, at some point you're going to have to win a game with your offense, maybe two games with your offense and Ole Miss doesn't have a, you know, so they, I don't even know think they know who their third starter would be, as you said. No, this, this is critical in a number of ways. I, Mel you Brown know, Brian asked me yesterday if, when Ole Miss legitimately believes that they can win a national title. And I said, I think that it's when you have a lead in the middle of the late innings tonight, because two and O oh, Is when that calibration, as you're talking about, switches to oh no, now they've got to come get us. We're the favorite. Sure. Get into a two out of three, and who knows down the road, we're not scared of Notre Dame or Oklahoma or whatever if you get to that point. It if you lose today, you're hopeful and you got like this twinge that, hey, we're still okay. But at that point, it does kind of just become hey, let's survive and stay here as long as we can and enjoy it. It's not the same laser focus on winning a title that it is if you win tonight. There is a complete even mind shift change on tonight's
3: game. Sure. I mean, take it from the other perspective. If you're Arkansas and you win tonight, you get to wait till Wednesday and maybe even hand the ball to Wiggins and go, hey, look, champ, give us three, four innings. There's no pressure here. We have a parachute. We're jumping out of the plane. Because
2: they throw Connor Nolan at 79. He can go Thursday.
3: He could easily go Thursday. Yeah, no problem at all, probably. So if they win, they they go from, hey, we're here and kind of hot to, hey, we, we got a shot to win this thing. It's the same. I wrote this in, in Ten Thoughts yesterday, and like I said, I, I bet a lot of Ole Miss people don't like it. These two teams are like looking in a mirror at each other. I mean their their whole postseason, how they got there, their experience, the middle of their season, the the the, the lull, and all that stuff. It's exactly the same. Um, so you know they're both of them. Whoever wins tonight, sometime late tonight, goes. We've got a a real opportunity here because of the way the pitching shapes up. You know, if you're Arkansas and you lose tonight, well now you got to hand the ball probably to Wiggins on Tuesday. And he hasn't been super reliable. Sometimes he's really good, and sometimes he's really bad. And if he's bad, you 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 have to use up your bullpen, and then you got to beat Ole Miss twice if you happen to win on Tuesday, and that's going to be really hard to do. And that's the same thing for Ole Miss. If they lose tonight, even if you know you you go Tuesday, you hand the ball to Diamond, and let's say you get through four innings, but you got to use up a bunch of bu- bunch of bullpen arms on Tuesday night to get past Stanford or Auburn. And then on Wednesday, you look up and you play this fresh Arkansas team, and your bullpen's been tested a little. And even if you get through it, now you got you you hand the ball probably to Delusia on Thursday with, "Hey, we need you to go a long way on a short rest because the bullpen's toast at that point." That's that's.
2: And other than out of relief, I mean, because you get, at that point you're trying to win the College World Series, you're probably not starting a game in the National Championship Series.
3: Yeah, cuz he would be it's it, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. He would be used up on Thursday, toast. He wouldn't certainly wouldn't go Saturday, wouldn't go Sunday, and and like you said, probably a Monday game would be just relief. So it you know you, especially when you look at Oklahoma and the the way that they've pitched and the likelihood at this point that they're going to be waiting for whoever on the other side, you better have your pitching lined up if you're trying to win the national championship. So this is there's no way around the fact that this is an absolutely huge game. It's not do or die, but it's Fairly close. I mean, some people
2: will not have even heard this by the time it happens, but what are you expecting in this first game today?
3: Oh, I, I think
2: Stanford. It feels like Stanford puts Auburn out. I told yeah. Brian yesterday that, I mean, I've been around for a few days, fans, teams. I've seen a good bit of baseball. Auburn is maybe the one team that I feel like showed up, and maybe this was a, a window into Bush's psyche the last few weeks. Auburn's the one team that showed up where I don't think they legitimately thought they had a chance to win when they got here. I think they're the one team that was happy to be here.
3: Makes sense. Don't really. They don't really have the roster to win a college world series. For them getting to Omaha was a remarkable accomplishment. I mean, it speaks mm-hmm. speaks to DeShera's dominance. It speaks to uh, the way that they grinded through uh, Oregon State out there, winning you know to win two out there against that team. But. Look, when you throw Gonzalez on Game One of the College World Series, it's kind of a statement that hey, we 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 overachieved, and you know at some point you 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 hit reality, and they're they're not as good as Ole Miss, at least not. No, right Ole Miss
2: now. was just a better team. I mean, but, yeah, yeah. When, when when Auburn's ace, when you go, hey, what's the comp, and you go, he's a worse version of Southern Miss's ace. And that's how you describe me and you go, okay, like probably not about to go win this thing. That's not that's not the answer there at all. Um, and now he did settle in. I thought he, I mean, he I, he ended up having being all right, but I mean, the way Ole Miss got after him early that game with the crowd and the environment, and everything that thing that that thing was over barring Auburn really getting after Delucia there in the seventh, and that turning sideways a little bit.
3: Yeah, I felt like when Graham hit the home run to make it three to nothing, it was pretty commanding at that point. Just the way Delucia was pitching. Butch talked about that after the game. I mean, he was very complimentary of what um, Delucia did just to completely silence that lineup. I mean, they just never could get anything going. He stayed ahead in counts. I mean, you know, you saw that. I mean, look, it's baseball. No matter what level you're playing, if if a pitcher is dominating and staying ahead in the count and, and keeping you in a lot of 0-2 and 1-2 counts, it's advantage pitcher, and you've seen that throughout the tournament for the most part. The teams that have had that dominant starting pitching so far have been the ones that have advanced. I mean, there's, before the, Notre Dame game last night, there had been no lead changes. I mean, it was oh, that's true. Yeah. You know, one team just kind of took a lead and and controlled the game because their starter was in control of it. I mean, you saw that in both games on Friday and you saw it in both games on Saturday as well.
2: Yeah. Continue this conversation in a second. First about Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. five different flavors for you, including their two most recent ones, the garlic herb butter. The uh, Simply Shrimp, as well. You can doctor it up however you like. It's great for kids, great for people. A little more of a a discerning palate. Use code MPW for $20 off your first order. You get restaurant quality shrimp. shipped straight to your door. In less than 10 minutes, it goes from freezer to plate for quick and easy good meals with Prime Shrimp. Again, that's primeshrimp.com.
3: Also brought to you by Hawkeum Portable Buildings, 7991 Highway 7 South in Hawkeum, Mississippi. At Hawkeum Portable Buildings, they custom build your building to your specifications. However you want your carport, ATV or storage shed, barn, hunting cabin, or other buildings, Hawkeum Portable Buildings can accommodate you. You pick the color, the style, the windows, the doors, and Hawkeum Portable Buildings makes it happen. In-house financing is available. There's free delivery and setup within 75 miles of Hawkeum. For more information, call 662-226-2233 or go to com, or find them on Facebook or Instagram at Portable Buildings. Um Happy Father's Day to everybody out there. I hope you had a great day. Don't forget, you can still go to deadsoxy.com and uh, get go to promo code REBELGROVE. I think you can still get 35% off your orders. It's a day after Father's Day, so you might want to hustle with that Stock up on a gift. Your feet will thank you for time and again, deadsoxy.com, promo code Grove. Game changer patches, probably coming in handy over the next few days as things get tense. They're the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. Overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game. And uh, ready for your next play, go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Also brought to you by ACS, Automation and Control Systems LLC. Based out of Baldwin, Mississippi, it's a complete electrical control panel system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. ACS has a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL 508A panel shop. ACS can custom-tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and much, much more. Go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. And we're brought to you by Lammons Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford has been serving the Oxford area for almost 75 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lammons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at landmondsfinejewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777.
2: Podcast is spread to you by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you can look at underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the flip-down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com com I changed it around a little bit again I mean I'm still working with stuff but you guys can tell me if it's better or worse I don't know I'm I'm doing all I can over here
3: um and I can't do anything on my end because I don't hear an echo so it's it's impossible
2: yeah I know I mean I hear you fine and you hear me fine yeah so it's kind of like well I mean I don't you know I don't really know what to do about uh about that at that point uh <sighs> I, I've been asked this question a couple times. I, I expect maybe 55-45 Arkansas fans tonight. I think that's probably where I would go with that. I mean, look, it's going to be a madhouse. It's going to be by far the top environment to this point in the College World Series. I think that's for sure. Um, when you look at you know, A&M and Texas playing a uh, an elimination game yesterday, that uh, that didn't have the same feel of what tonight is going to be. Um you know, I. it's going to be a zoo. It's going to be fun. It's one of those deals. Oh, it's even worse. Okay, well, I can switch it back. Hold on. I mean, I again, I'm just chesting things here. While um, you're doing
3: that, I'll say this about that game. That Texas A&M style of play, the umpires have to do something about it. That's as simple as that. They've got to go in and say, hey, you got to go over to that dugout and say, listen, Jim, I, I get it. It's Omaha and it's a big deal, but the game can't go five hours. We've We've got to speed this thing up. You've got to get in the box or we're going to start enforcing the rules. It's as simple as that, Chase. That game, I joked about it on Twitter, but the Cubs and Braves started at 1.20, 20 minutes, actually like 1.22, 22 minutes after the start of Texas, Texas A&M. They played a 6 nothing game. I get it's Major League Pitching, all that stuff, but they were finished an hour and a half before A&M-Texas. It was four hours two minutes. Is that right? Something like that. It, it was ridiculous. Actually, I think it was longer than that because the game, the second game, did not start until thirty seven minutes after it was previously scheduled. Okay,
2: I think they're doing sixty five minutes between games. Okay, I think that's
3: right. Something like that. Something like that. There's just a w- At- there's a way to speed that game up, and they need to do it.
2: You know, you you, you kind of added on. It's my fault before I was flipping with stuff and trying to move it around. I I, I took it off the the speakers. Maybe that was causing a problem. Um, you can make the argument that over the last fifteen years, Arkansas has been Ole Miss's biggest baseball rival. I think that's a, a valid argument if you want to make that argument. I get all the in-state stuff or the LSU stuff, but Ole Miss and Arkansas have been in the most big games, the mode against each other. And I mean, regular season, obviously other than the 2019 super regional, the most times they've sort of mirrored each other. Um, And the most times where both teams have kind of won their fair share. I mean, you look at it over the course of Mike Bianco's tenure and, you know, Ole Miss swept Arkansas in Fayetteville to win the SEC West in 2005. They took two out of three in Fayetteville in 2007 to keep Arkansas from winning the West. They, um, Swept old, they swept Arkansas in 2009 to win the SEC. You and I were both there in Fayetteville that year with that 20-10 and 10 Ole Miss team. And, you know, there's been some other dust ups and moments. you got the Brian Walker and all these different things. There's, there, there's a good bit of history between these two. And then you've got Dave Van Horn and Mike Bianco, who are t- at least tied with Van Horn, but the two longest tenured SEC coaches at this point, Van Horn starting in 2003 and Mike in 2001. And then, obviously, 2019, when Arkansas goes to, Old, um, goes to the College World Series, beating Ole Miss two out of three. It, between that, the two fan bases that do all their arguing all over Twitter and social media constantly that whatever that is, it, it's a really interesting game tonight because I do think it sets up for Ole Miss if they win. I mean, if you lose, it's a it's, it's a gut punch tonight. And you got to show up back tomorrow, and you got to play Auburn or Stanford and try to get back to Arkansas again. But when you're going into tonight – Bigger games will be ahead, but I think it sets up for an opportunity to be one of those really cool days where, you know, in 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 sports you don't get this very often necessarily. The one you remember for the really long time, and with it being Arkansas and this level of, of of crowd and this 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 anticipation with both teams being undefeated, it, I, I think it's one of those where if you are into atmosphere and into two programs that are so familiar and respect but have some competition about them it it, it sets up for a really freaking cool evening tonight for the most part i know it's an obvious thing but not often can you really feel that level of intangible stuff and i do think tonight you'll be able to feel that at at charles schwab
3: always find the juxtaposition between the way the fans look at it and the way that the the teams look (laughs) look at it is is amusing to me i mean like dave van horn yesterday was could not have been more i posted it at rebelgrove.com he could not have been more complimentary of of Ole Miss, of the program, of mm-hmm. Mike, of Hunter Elliott, of Dylan DeLucia, et cetera. And you know, he was kind of laid back, low key. Mike Bianco was the same way yesterday. Apparently, I mean, you know, it the the fans get worked up into a fever pitch. The the teams don't. I mean, they 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 know what's in front of them. They they know each other well. I mean, neither one of these teams have to do a whole hell of a lot of scouting on one another I and mean, they know each other really well. I mean
2: You're checking trends. I wrote I wrote it in the story this yeah. morning. What Mike what, what Mike said they were doing is figure out who's hot, who's cold, and what they've done differently since May first. And here's the that's truth the, that's the goal of it. Here's
3: the truth that last weekend in April was the first one of the first real signs. I know Arkansas was winning at that point, but it was one of the first real signs that they were about to go into a, a slide. They didn't play well that weekend. They were not hitting well that weekend. I don't think Stovall was in the lineup at that point. They were kind of scuffling. Uh, Ole Miss was was not playing well at that point. Ole Miss was starting to come out of their malaise that weekend. That was actually the first sign. If you go back and look at it, that was the first sign that that team had a little more life than we thought. I think going into Fayetteville, we thought, they're dead. And then they they, they had a pulse in Fayetteville, even though they they lost a couple of games that they probably should have and and certainly could have won. But now, uh, six weeks later, both of these teams are completely different than they were that weekend. Uh, they're both getting production up and down their lineups. Uh, they both have kind of figured some things out in their bullpens. Um, they, uh, they they both have gotten healthy. Uh, you know, we saw it in Omaha Saturday night. I mean, Kevin Graham was completely healthy right now, and his presence, his healthy presence in the lineup is a complete game-changer for Ole Miss – you see it with Arkansas with Peyton Stovall back in the lineup now, and he's hitting. And he's hitting down in the eight hole. Robert Moore starting to hit. Right, Jalen yeah. Battles is hitting better than he was, was hitting earlier in the season. So it's two lineups that are both deep. They they grind you. You saw it with Arkansas against Stanford, the way that they work. Pitch counts. They, they, they run pitchers. Counts up. They get into bullpens earlier in games. They're starting to get timely hits in the same way that Ole Miss is getting. Look at Ole Miss the other night. I mean, how many of those runs came with two outs? Four? Four of the five, I think? Yeah, four of the five. I mean, you know, you start doing stuff like that, You now you're getting clutch hits, things that almost didn't do earlier in the year, uh, things that Arkansas didn't do earlier in the year. They're both getting those, those kinds of clutch hits now. And um, I think it's a completely different game tonight than the way that they looked when they played against each other. Because I think if you watched that series in Fayetteville and someone had said, man, these two teams are going to meet each other in a winner's bracket game, in Omaha. If someone had told you that on Saturday or Sunday in Fayetteville, you would have said, there is no way. Neither one of these teams, <laughs> neither one of these teams looked anything like an Omaha team. And that was the end of April, 1st of May. And, I mean, they're, they're completely different clubs six weeks later.
2: Fayetteville was such a deflating series for Ole Miss in a way because, like you said, they played better. They were kind of improving. They left runners everywhere. I mean, they, they, they left a medium-sized village on the bases over the last two days, but they win the opener, they get the quality start from Hunter Elliott, and they lose on the walk off in the ninth inning. And just, it just couldn't quite get over the hump to get two out of three. And you go, but hey, we're finding it a little bit. We're playing better. But then you look at the record and go, seven and 14. And the thought was, it's just too late. Mm-hmm. They're playing better, but you just can't get over that heel. And it is what it is. And Mike's kicking himself. I mean, he, you know, he, 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 he made a comment yesterday He that, I mean, he's first time he's kind of acknowledged this because it's very true. He called himself dumb for not pitching Hunter Elliott against South Carolina. They didn't fix it earlier. They didn't kind of get to DeLucia, get to Elliott. But it was – it gave too easy of a deal for the media yesterday. They were just flogging Mike with, hey, what happened in Fayetteville? Well, nothing really happened. They just started to figure out their rotation. They started dealing they move Chatagnier down in the lineup to a place that – He was more comfortable at versus leading off because that's a whole different dynamic. It it took some pressure off of him. Hayden Dunhurst started hitting. He started catching better. I mean, it's all those different deals that played into it. It wasn't that they had some team meeting on the bus in Fayetteville and they rallied the troops and they started clapping like they do in Hoosiers and that whole deal. That wasn't what happened. But they found the recipe. That, that, that's what happened they, is there was a recipe for Ole Miss to be a really good baseball team. And what that looks like is exactly what you're looking like right now. So, yeah, I mean, Dave Van Horn's looking like, well, Hey, we saw, we saw a part of this, but they're obviously hotter. They're obviously more comfortable in these roles at this point and all those different things. So, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's the same team for Ole Miss. It's a better version. Um, and then for, You know, Arkansas, Bob Moore hitting suddenly is a huge plus for them at the bottom of that order. I mean, that's changed things because he's had a a very pedestrian offensive year compared to last season. And they're also, I think teams have to be comfortable with the pitching situation that they are dealt. And Arkansas has done a really good job of being comfortable with the fact that they do not have frontline pitching. It's not a commonality for Arkansas. It's not something they're used to. But Arkansas has kind of played the whole year like that. Once Peyton Pallett got hurt, it became yep. okay. Hey, you're going to have to figure this out. You're going to have to not be traditional with the way they do that. And unlike a lot of teams, including Ole Miss early in the year, that presses offensively when that happens and goes, "Oh well, hell, now we got to score, we got to score, we got to score, we got to score." Arkansas has been able to stay calm, stay within themselves, and just kind of find out where they can get it. And and, and that's led to here. I mean, look, Van Horn. He's got a culture. He's got a program that has a very certain way that they play. And his – as crazy as Vitello is, Van Horn's more methodical calmness, I think, like has kept Arkansas in tune and, and, and an option to be in this place right now through all the crap because he doesn't really let them get high or low, and that sort of maintained a pretty good balance throughout the year.
3: Yeah. because
2: I mean, this is a team that lost two out of three to Alabama. To end yeah. The
3: year. No, they were – I, I wrote this in 10 Thoughts. They were bad in May. They didn't win They didn't win series in May. They went to and they went to Tuscaloosa and they lost two out of three. And not only that, they kind of got blown out the last day. Um, and then they went to Hoover and you know they left directly from Tuscaloosa and went to Hoover and sat in Hoover for five or six days and went zero two and then got back to Fayetteville and he gave them days off. He just said, "Get go away for a while," and they came back and and it's kind of like Ole Miss. I mean, there's this thing I, I was talking to someone yesterday. Someone was. Talking about Ole Miss, like, man, they've just been so hot for so long. And I said, mm, not really. They've been hot for two weeks. They, 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 mm-hmm. they lost two out of three against Texas A&M. They got blown out in the last game. They, they went to – Lost to Vanderbilt. Yeah, they went and played Vanderbilt. They scored one run. I mean, they, they didn't do much that night. You know, they pitched pretty well, but they, they lost the game. And, and they spent five days wondering, are they going to get in? So I don't know how you call that hot. And then they get into the regional, and then they get hot. And now they're super hot. And kind of that's the same way with, with Arkansas. They didn't get hot all of a sudden. They went to Stillwater and um, blew out Grand Canyon in a game where they got some hits. And then they had, I think, if if they end up doing something special, I think they'll tell you that their turnaround game was the Saturday against Oklahoma State where they're down 12-5 to 5 or 10-5 to 5 or whatever it was and end up winning a 20-12 to 12 game with – their lineup just sort of breaking through. And ever since that they've been really playing good baseball. So it's to me, that's what makes tonight interesting and fun and all of that stuff is that it's two teams that are very similar in the way that they got hot, two teams that are very similar in the way that they win games now. And um Yeah, and I mean you know it's it's probably I'll be surprised if they don't go with McIntyre. And so it's two young pitchers who are um probably Going to be faces in this league for a little while. And, um, yeah, it, it should be interesting.
2: It's an interesting decision for Van Horn because you've got McIntyre, who Ole Miss didn't see, uh, right hander, probably better stuff overall than Morris. Yeah. A guy who pitched really well against North Carolina last week. And then you've got Morris, who pitched very well against Ole Miss. He went, um, I think three shutouts, something like that, in relief in one of the games. Maybe I, I'm getting maybe a little mixed up here. Um, He's also a left-hander, almost doesn't handle lefties as well. It dictates their lineup a little bit. I mean, in some ways, Van Horn can almost get to decide whether he wants McCants or Wood in the lineup because I do think Mike will go maybe potentially left-right with McCants or Wood today. I asked Mike yesterday about that. Said how is he? how are you deciding what to do in that spot? And he said that it was, a, it was an easier one on Saturday against Auburn because they wanted McCants' left-handed bat in against Gonzalez because right-handers weren't picking up that sinker very well and they couldn't stay on top of it. And they thought that McCants could, could 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 elevate it from the left side a little better. And then also they wanted McCants' – the combination of McCants and center and benches defense at third in that part versus the other way around. So, I mean, my, my, my gut is they play McCants either way, but I think it's a possibility they would play Wood if the uh, if the left-hander Morris is pitching for, uh, for Arkansas. So, you've got – traditionally, teams try to stack that left-handed pitching against Ole Miss. I don't know if Van Horn will do that, but, you know, I, I do feel like – when you get here, in some ways, you can overthink that. I mean, Mike Bianco did that against Alabama in the regular season by not pitching Delucia If McIntyre's is your best arm, throw your best arm. Just do it. And yeah, Garrett Wood is a switch hitter, but he is much better from the right side.
3: Yeah, I, I watched their um, McIntyre start against North Carolina. That was the 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 day that they had a sunny sunny delay. The sun mm-hmm. the sun came out too bright, and the NCAA delayed them for two hours. He yeah he was. He was really good in the first and they had the delay. I guess maybe went the first two and they had the delay and he actually came back and pitched another three innings after that delay. The kid from North Carolina came back and did the same thing too, but uh he was he was on. He was throwing a lot of ground balls, which is what you want to do when you have that infield. Uh, he kept the ball, kept the ball down, all of that stuff. So I'll be surprised if it's not him, but he hasn't had a lot of as you mentioned, he hasn't had any SEC starts. So maybe he did did he start one against Alabama, I can't remember. Yeah, um, you know, he's it's it's the spot that you know, we talk about this all the time with teams. Your Achilles heel is going to come up in the postseason. Just it does. And one of two things happen. It either gets you or you overcome it to get to you know, maximize your potential. And so here they kind of are, right? Because they lost Paulette before the season started. He was going to be their ace would have let them use Nolan as a two, which would have been giving them a dominant number two, and then they would have figured out the Sunday. Instead, they had to bring all that up, and they had to go with you know, Wiggins. Uh, they went with Hagen-Smith for a long part of the year. And so now here they are tonight in this spot where it's kind of your Achilles heel, and you either overcome it against this really mm-hmm. hot Ole Miss team or it bites you. And so that's kind of where they are. And if you – it might be the reason that Van Horn seemed so calm yesterday because he probably always thought, hey, if we ever get that far, we're going to have to figure this out. Yeah. The or, day
2: will come. So the day's we gonna, hope yeah. we have that day because yeah. we're still playing baseball at that
3: point. Yeah, we hope we get to that day of reckoning. But we're going to have a day of reckoning, and here it is. Yeah, and, and for Ole Miss, that day of reckoning could come tomorrow if they were to lose today. They Yeah, it's t- for Ole Miss, it's Tuesday or Wednesday
2: if they get to their situation. Right. It's just
3: a day later. Right. That's where it is. Yeah. So, anyway. All
2: right, we'll continue in a second. First, G&M Pharmacy. They're on South Lamar there in Oxford. They deliver locally in the Oxford area. And they offer MedSync for your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have everything you need when you need it with G&M or Tyson Drugs there in Holly Springs. And remember, they're uh, med packs. They'll individually package any medication you need. It's great for maybe your parents if you're trying to help them out. A morning pouch, an evening pouch, everything in one spot to take the medicine when you needed so g and m pharmacy 662-236-2222
3: also brought to you by comer heating and air southern air conditioning and heating different names same great products and services if you live in oxford tupelo or the surrounding area call comer 662-801-1777 if you live in hernando memphis or the surrounding area give the people at southern a call 662-429-4429 We'll have the MPW Digital Post Game Show tonight. It's brought to you by the College Corner. It's your one-stop Rebel shop, two locations in the Jackson area. In Ridgeland, it's next to Fleet Feet. In Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Largest selection of Rebel gear in Central Mississippi. Also brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle based in Madison, Mississippi. Clients in more than 20 states. Advisors in multiple states. Uh, Founded in 1997, Pinnacle provides detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more. It's uh, mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N, wealth.com. If you're thinking about uh, a summer trip, still got some time. Summer's just getting started, still got July. Schools in Oxford start August the 1st, so if you're here, you got to hustle, but uh, you can... Get your, uh, get your trip plan. Get in touch with John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. He's going to give you options that you're not going to find on your own. 901-494-3387 or jedwards at regencytravel.net. And we're brought to you by OPA, Oxford's newest restaurant on the square. Euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops, and more. Handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, all of that. 306 South Lamar, just south of the square courthouse in Oxford. And if you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan is the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com.
2: I guess that's brought to you by Johnson Hill Creamery. That's JohnsonHillCreamery.com. Uh, just off of Molly Bar on White Oak Lane. Remember, they have an upcoming cheese class. Their summer cheese class, July 14th, 6 to 730 30. Located there at their shop. Good price limit, 12 people per class. So take advantage of it. Call now if you have not already. That's 662-419-9201. Our cheese at jocstonhill creamery.com. Snacks, refreshments, desserts. You uh you get your charcuterie board creation there at the end to take home. Do three well, three ways to style cheese, you got flower cheese press demos, so Prasada folding demos, and much more there with Johnston Hill. So again, Johnston Hill Creamery, 662 419 9201 Nine two zero one. Yeah, I actually, the more we're thinking about it, I, and I, somebody said this on on, on my text too. I, I don't, or a couple people have. I I think it's internet that's causing the problem. It is. It's, you, it's your. Else. It's I, I your think Wi-Fi. It's just Wi-Fi.
3: It is. It's your Wi-Fi.
2: I could probably switch to my hotspot, but then I'm worried I would lose you in the middle. Um. So, um, that's that's an issue. Um. So, we also maybe could just do FaceTime audio next time, and me still watch you on the screen. No, nope. that might be a possibility. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm brainstorming as we're getting through this, but it is what it is. And I think last time the um the actual file was fine. The audio? Yeah. Yeah. I think the whatever reason the file was actually okay, uh okay last time. So um Old Miss spent their day off yesterday practicing at Creighton, which is a horrific facility. I the juxtaposition between where they used to play and play now. And what are we talking about? Why does it say turn your device down?
3: I don't. I, I think people are trying to brainstorm you, um, but it's it's your it's your Wi-Fi. I don't think it has anything to do with the volume on your device. I think it's just your Wi-Fi.
2: You want me to try to hotspot it?
3: You can if you'd like. I'll call you back.
2: Well, no, I meant just try to switch it over.
3: Yeah, and if if I lose I you, oh, we don't lose. If, if I lose you, I'll get you back.
2: Okay, hold on. Oh well, yeah, it's true because your stream won't die,
3: right? Yeah, I, didn't think I mean, that. I hope it okay. doesn't. That would suck. All right, hold on, let's give it a shot. We're waiting to see what happens with Chase here. He's still there. Okay. Are you on your hotspot now? Okay. Yeah, didn't lose it. That was pretty fast. I am. Yeah. Okay. We'll see if that works. Okay.
2: I mean, we'll give it 30 seconds and see what happened to one.
3: Yeah. I mean,
2: okay. Yeah. So, yeah, almost priced at Creighton yesterday. And so, Creighton plays their games at Charles Schwab. And I-, I can't imagine how cavernous that place is with no fans in it for a Creighton baseball game. Like, it's got to feel really strange with no one there. But Mike said yesterday that their old facility where they played prior to, um, prior to Charles Schwab, it's still echoing. Okay. Well, I don't know. That's all I got. Um, they still play there. if Snow is on the ground that essentially they will go back. Cause it feels turf and they will, um, shovel the snow off and play in the snow on the old field. If it is snowing and they can't get on Charles Schwab. So that is what Creighton does for, uh, for baseball there. And it's when you say turf, cause I was at somebody yesterday and they said, Hey, um, isn't that expensive why would they do that no it's like astroturf from 1965 like it is the hardest stuff in the world like you you would worry that somebody's going to break something at that point
3: that's what almost practiced was, on is. yeah yeah was. i take it they didn't do much then yeah. they were they were careful and got out of there
2: yeah i think it was well, it was also hot too because it's actually pretty hot here and it uh um that turf is not, is not cool. I mean, frankly, it was kind of starting to melt them a little bit at that point. So, um, I don't know. Yeah. I'm wondering if I switch back, but I kind of hate just keep continuing to switch. just kind of what this. <laughs> they said it's actually worse after I've done this. Ron does a good point. Says, some of y'all didn't grow up listening to scratch CDs, skip, and it shows. Yeah. Between like, we, we, even at my age, we know bad audio. We've seen bad audio on things over the course of, uh, over the course of time. But, Nonetheless. Uh yeah.
3: I, yeah, I used to sit in my car and try to get AM seven twenty out of Chicago so I could hear the Cubs game. So yeah, I've, this this is it's this is nothing compared to bad audio.
2: <laughs> it's like in I mean even in Oxford you can get WWAL at night, but not during the day a lot of times.
3: Right. Is that still yeah, a thing? That's kind of what you is that still going, AM eight seventy? I think so, yeah. How about that? I so. Yeah. Uh huh.
2: Um, they were loose yesterday I mean the media session took nine hours it felt like because there was tons of media there everybody had their own questions and I, I, I kind of wish we'd done some breakouts but we did everybody kind of at the same time and just did uh, um one on one like one one by one by one by one by one and then I think Mike's went 18 and a half minutes something like that like it was it was a slog. He was very patient because, frankly, I wasn't as patient. I started kind of backing away and losing my train of thought and and, and, and whatever else. Um, he's still – I told Brian this yesterday. He's incredibly calm. He's very very relaxed. It's – he's been this way the whole time. But what I find most interesting about it is it's not even since the run and the wins. He's – done it since maybe the middle of the losing streak. I think at some point, the team just is the team, and he went, you know what? Whatever happens to the year, I'm just going to kind of enjoy the days, and I think he's continued to just sort of enjoy the days. I mean, the Mike Bianco in the past stressing about tonight, stressing about the next day, worrying about... I don't think there's ever a situation to where they are... um. Where, where where he has in the past just said, oh, I'm g- I'm going to really take in the moment all the way, and I think that's a sign of even yesterday he brought more family than usual to Omaha. He did all these different things to sort of take in the moment, and it's not that I mean he's not retiring or anything in a month. I don't mean it that way, but you know his brother is here for the first time. He'd never been here. Cammie wanted to go to a restaurant that they went to in 1989 when they were both at LSU that they'd only been to once back back once since then. So he took a group of 10 to it last night if he was able to get in. I mean, he's doing a lot of those things where there is a certain, hey, we worried so much. It's been such this thing over the program that now just chill out and be humans and enjoy and take it in and do all those things. And here's the deal. It's made him a better coach
3: in the process
2: because there's not this extra level of whatever that does. Even if you don't want it to, it comes out to your staff and your players.
3: Yeah, he did a great job not panicking this year. I mean, not focusing on what was going to happen. He knew what was going to happen. He knew he knew the score. I mean, come on. I mean, you can. Insul- yeah, he was completely aware. Come on. You, you can insulate, but you can't get that insulated. He he knew what was coming, and um, but he didn't let that overcome what they were doing. I didn't think they panicked down the stretch. Um. And now, you know, you and I were talking about this before we hit the button. Mike knows this. He, you're at this place, and yeah, y- y- you've you've got a legitimate shot to win a national championship in the next seven days. But so does the team that you're playing against. So you, it's it's kind of. It's it's kind of out of your control to some degree. I mean, all of it. You know, you can go manage a good game. You can get your team ready to play. You can get, you can make sure they're rested. You can make sure that your bullpen's ready. All that stuff. But at the end of the day, in games like this, it's going to come down to a a play, a pitch, a mistake, an error, um, whatever stuff that you can't control. Stuff that. So you know, when if you if you allow yourself to get so tight that you. Do anything that that detracts from your team's ability—that's a mistake—and he's not doing that. They're and they're, they're playing kind of confident, loose baseball, and we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, you—we've talked about this before. To win a championship, you have to have kind of three things: you've got to be good, you've got to be hot, and then you got to be lucky. Almost without exception.
2: So, so. And it shouldn't. I mean, no matter what Ole Miss does in this College World Series, come home, celebrate, um, it's a hell of a year, even if they get beat 10 nothing at 8-1, then they finish in the top ten ball, and you're, it, was a, it was a hell of a season. Um, is there a mindset change, though, when you win that first one? Are you win tonight to where it does sort of change how it ends a little bit? Because then I asked this, again, not that it should, but in 14, when Ole Miss lost to Virginia in day one, as we said earlier, it became, "Hey, just don't go zero 2 Hang around, celebrate the season in a way. But if you get two and zero and then lose, or even you know you lose a close game tonight, it becomes more of a missed opportunity of what you didn't do. I do think it changes a little bit of the the of the psyche over the the the, the, the end of this thing. I'm, that makes sense.
3: Yeah, I'm not sure I agree. Um, just because of the, you know you, the other teams that are there, like Notre Dame right now, they went through Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so if they don't win the national championship, is it a failure? No, of course not. You know, um, yeah, sure. You know, Texas went zero for two. I'm sure they're today kind of kicking themselves. Melendez had a special season and all that stuff, and they just couldn't win a game in in Omaha because they played two really hot teams. We talked about Auburn earlier. Um, you know Oklahoma right now. I mean, they they were a two seed. They got hot. Sometimes you just run into you run into hot teams, and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, I don't know. I yeah, if you're Ole Miss and you win tonight, sure. Does that change the way you start thinking about the rest of the tournament? Sure, because now you you're one win away from a championship series, which means you're if you win the night, you're three wins away from a national championship. So. Whoever whichever one of these two teams will join Oklahoma as three wins away from a national championship. But Oklahoma's red hot. Arkansas's been red hot. Ole Miss has been red hot. So at some point, like you said, those hot teams run into one another and they don't both win. So I don't know. I I, I think I think getting to Omaha is very similar to getting to the Final Four. Only one team's gonna win it, but it's hard to it's hard to look at teams that get to Omaha as hard as it is, and when they don't win, just go. and I get what you're saying about missed opportunity, and maybe I I'd, I'd get that. But anybody who tries to go, oh, that was a disappointment, or anything like that, you're you're you're. I, I think you're taking it way too far.
2: Oh yeah, it's not disappointment for sure. I mean, I, I guess my point is that team is going to you know if you if you get to two and zero and you lose. The yeah. team is not simply coming home, going, "Hey, wow, hell of a season!" Kind of replaying that yeah. third, fourth game in your head, and you go, "Hey, damn, sure." You know what I mean, like, sure, it, it was, it was right there because sure. you. That's what I said. There's, there's a thing about when you get to two and zero, oh, it becomes so real. That's what tonight provides the opportunity for the pressure, the opportunity, the excitement, the, the so sure. whatever it is that, that that you that you have with that at the at that point.
3: What's that deal? Uh, if, you know, if you win tonight and then you lose Wednesday, all of a sudden the pressure's on you on Thursday. Like, oh God, are we are we about to blow this opportunity? There's, that's why you know I, I'm hesitant to turn tonight into a national semifinal game because whoever wins still has work to do to get to that place, and whoever loses is not dead. I mean, if you're Dave Van Horn, if you're Mike Bianco, you cannot approach tonight's game with your team like, hey guys, I mean this is this is it. Because whoever loses has to go to bed tonight, get some sleep, get up tomorrow, and get ready for a 6 o'clock game to play that team again. So you've you got to be careful from a mindset standpoint of making this game, which is obviously big, and they're going to walk into that stadium and it's going to be obvious the atmosphere is big. But you gotta be, you got to be careful that you don't make it so big that you allow this game to beat you twice. Because whoever loses wakes up tomorrow still with some life.
2: And in teams where they their coaches can go to the players and go, hey, you've had this streak and this streak and this streak. See, you won three in a row. You've won two in a row. You've done what's necessary. You know they've all got these bodies of work right now to kind of pick them up a little bit at that at that point. Um, how you handicapping this? Ole Miss slight favorite favorite because of Elliott.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. I think Ole Miss is the slight. I said this on Saturday night n- multiple times. I think if you're picking it, you're 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 picking Ole Miss in a close game, um, because Elliot Elliot's better than whoever Arkansas starts tonight. How much better? I don't know. You know what's it going to be like for Hunter? I mean, this is the biggest start of his career. It's one thing to go, "Hey, this guy's Nakasey. He's well, he's going to have a pulse tonight." <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, how does yeah. he, how does he handle that moment? I think he's going to handle it fine, but he's a freshman. Um, you know, you don't necessarily know how he'll handle it. Um, and then Van Horn yesterday said, you know, at the end of the day, this thing's probably going to get decided by bullpens. And if that's the case, it kind of becomes a bit of a chess match, and it gets back to what I was saying a minute ago. It's going to come down to one play probably. I think it's a really close game. I, I don't see a scenario where either team blows out the other tonight. I I, I just don't. Maybe you do. I I, I don't. No, I don't. And so, you know, if it's. And
2: Arkansas's got, you know, like you said, Arkansas's got Smith ready. They were able to completely set up their bullpen because they beat Stanford 17 to 2. They didn't have to worry about anything. They got Nolan out of there. They, uh, I don't know, who'd they pitch in the eighth and the ninth
3: on Uh, Saturday? I can't remember who they brought in in the eighth. He pitched a one hitter. And then um, he brought in, he made sure that he gave, he has a couple of sixth year guys. He made sure that they got appearances in Omaha. Um it was okay. Vermilion, I think is his name. I think he pitched the ninth. Yeah, sure. Um yeah. you know, but they didn't use Tigert or Smith or um any of the arms that they've kind of been leaning on in the tournament. They they saved uh they saved all of those guys in, in much the same way that, that old Miss was able to save I, I know, you know, they had to go to their bullpen a little bit yeah
2: Johnson and Mallets are available because Johnson has a pitch frankly in what the last three Ole Miss games well no three of three of the last four Ole Miss games because he
3: hasn't pitched in 15 of, days uh, of, of Mallets yeah he had- yeah
2: so he, he has a pitch and then Mallets threw 11 pitches in the ninth striking out all three batters and he didn't even face a full batter in the eighth because Dunhurst picked off the guy on the back pick there for the third out so no I mean they're both completely fresh all all the way around at this point with, with with those two. I mean, Ole Miss has played the entire the entire regional and super regional with five arms, six arms. At this point, frankly, yeah. I mean, you know, I know they started you know they started Diamond and they, they they got in the bullpen, but it was by the time they really got into the bullpen against
1: twenty
2: six over. It didn't really matter who you threw. I mean, other than a couple of batters by Gaddis, it's pretty much been Mallets, Johnson, Delucia, and Elliott.
3: Ole Miss hasn't had many stressful innings. In Talk the- about a
2: recipe that's supposed to work.
3: Yeah, in the whole postseason, they haven't had many stressful innings. The game against Miami, obviously, um, with the kid I can't think of his name, the left-hander for for Miami who was so good, that was a stressful game. Every pitch was pretty. Every pitch was big. I guess the early parts of of both games in Hattiesburg, but those games were in, Ole Miss was in command of those games midway through both of them, and then you know against Auburn they had a lead early and. Built a three nothing lead, and three nothing felt like a gazillion to nothing, uh, the way that that Delucia was pitching. So, I mean, they mentally ought to be pretty damn fresh right now. I mean, they, they haven't been through a, a hell of a lot of stress in the postseason. Uh, wait a
2: second, first I, mean, I got a couple questions on that, but let's uh, let's we'll stop. We'll come back to it. I'll tell you about Northeast Spark, any S D A R C. Service people across rural communities to packages the 900 9, MBPS or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team bringing you world broadband. That's nespark.com, 662 238 3159. Phone service, pro controls, network security, and much more. So call the officer for details. Again, that's nespark, 662 238 3159.
3: We are also. Brought to you by Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan, Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes, 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Service specialist staffing and recruiting agency has been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. Whether you're seeking an entry-level position or you're a seasoned professional, they have opportunities across the board. What they do is they get to know you, your strengths. They see what you're looking for in your next career move, and they try to help you find the right fit. It's free for the candidate. All conversations are kept confidential, so you have nothing to lose by giving them a call. It's Will, Sydney, or Kelsey at 662-832-5138. Or check out their new and improved website at servicespecialistltd.com. Watch about the Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand-select pieces from top designers from work to lifestyle to nightlife. That's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin D- Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, and more. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. Uh, Corinth Dental has stepped up a little extra and helped us out with our uh, coverage, our expenses. In Omaha, we were talking about this on the thread. Uh, Omaha is a little bit of a budget buster from a uh, coverage standpoint. If Ole Miss ends up making a long run, it's not a little bit of a budget buster. It's a big bit of a budget buster. So appreciate them helping us out. Uh, They have um, consistency in enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. We're also brought to you by Bell & Grove, based out of uh, Chattanooga. Daryl Oliver and Evan Dial built Bell & Grove. It's a logistics provider with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. They specialize in domestic freight movement throughout the continental U.S. They can navigate through supply chain issues while also leaning on their partner carriers to get the most competitive rates possible for their customers, they uh, help customers design a custom solution for their shipping needs. Whether your business is in need of moving a truckload, a partial shipment, or a flatbed, Bell and Grove can accommodate you. They also provide both air and ground expedited services for customers who need to move product quickly. Call Daryl Oliver, 865 672 6557. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68 acre, 32 stall, upscale equestrian and training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails, a lot to be offered at Southern Traditions. They also have camp season still going in the month of June. Get in touch with uh, Susan Walt Bowers Cone on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm.
2: Yeah, you mentioned it quickly, Uh, Neil. The Clearwater Group, huge help this weekend or this week and maybe on into uh, more time than that to get us to Omaha to help out with coverage. That is a Mississippi-based public affairs firm focused on lobbying, communication, the grassroots advocacy issues, a wide range of national and state business associations are involved in healthcare, gaming, engineering, education, finance, and other industries where you're interfacing with the government. So if, if you have any kind of business, has legislative issues or projects being considered by state officials, partner with Clearwater Group, help us out, help yourself out as well. They will take care of you and have a strategic plan to put you on the pathway to success you can check them out on uh, online at clearwatergroup.ms. dot you ms. Know, I know it's more in my area. I've Been around for it for a long, long time, but what Delucia did on Saturday, setting them up. Ole Miss has only one game one of the College World Series one time in the past. That was in nineteen fifty six. They uh, they beat a really uh, really you know plucky New Hampshire team three to two, and uh, to, to open up the nineteen fifty six World Series. Um, you can make the argument that the most Noteworthy start in program history on on Saturday.
3: Yeah, you would know that better than me. Um,
2: because even like a Christian Trent, when you beat you know Texas Tech in the 2014, and you still already have the loss. You know what I mean? I mean, it may you may not finish third like you did in 14, but to set up with that game one win is something Ole Miss has never had before outside of 1956 and whatever.
3: The two that, the 1956 the, the two that stick out to me obviously pomeran's outing against western kentucky was amazing Um, that
2: is the best outing we've ever seen that is the best outing in program history that's not debatable
3: and then the one that feels every bit as big because if you don't beat ull in the super regional down there it's it's god i can't even imagine the vitriol um Trent's Saturday. Well, Mike st- wouldn't be the coach. Yeah, Trent's Saturday start in Game Two in Lafayette was nails. I mean, that was big, really big ones, really, really like where you're waddling out to the mound at that point. I mean, you, you're you're that was big. <laughs> that was big. You know that 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 place oh. that place was ready to party that night. I mean, I, I think it's easy to look back and go. Oh, you know, Ole Miss got got it done. Uh, ULL won game one of that super regional, and you, I remember pulling up to the stadium for game two, and it was hot as it always is in Lafayette, Louisiana, in in June. And um, they were sauced up, and they were ready to roll. And had they got on a roll that night, that mm-hmm. was going to be a big party in Lafayette. That they were ready, they were ready, to, they were they were primed, and he shoved it, and it, it yeah, it took it it took some big ones because it it ended up not being intimidating. And the next night wasn't intimidating because I think they knew, Hey, we're not going to win. But that night when he took the mound, they were, they were ready to get after his ass. And that was, that was big. So that would be the only one from my tenure that I look back on and go that, that was just, just, that was every bit as big.
2: Yeah. I mean, it it looked, it, it, it was. I mean, the only thing is it wasn't in the College World Series. But yeah, yeah otherwise, sure. everything else is is to that level. I mean, it changes what Christian Trent did for Ole Miss. Mike Bianco is not the coach today if Trent doesn't sign with Ole Miss. And they're not in Omaha in 2014 if Christian Trent doesn't sign with Ole Miss. Yeah. Frankly, the eight-year-later version of that is also yeah. how it comes from a Does not come to Ole Miss? They're not in the College World Series, and Mike's not the coach at the end of the season. Yeah. following
3: the end of the season. No, qu- no question, sure, absolutely.
2: He, th- th- there wasn't another answer that was going to have the success level that Dylan Delucia had. not going to happen. It was, it, that's what it is. I mean, I told Rippy yesterday, maybe this is hyperbolic. If Ole Miss wins tonight because Hunter Elliott does it, and because he's the reason why they win this game tonight, make some arguments it's the best postseason overall by a pitcher relative to Trent in program history because he matched Palmer he wasn't perfect. It wasn't the cleanest, best pitching performance. But that was a tough environment against an ace and a guy who's going to pitch in the major leagues. And you, you matched him, and you stranded runners, you did all those things, and then you just shoved it up Southern Miss's ass last yeah. week. Yeah. In, a, in, in, in a clinching game that was huge when you didn't know who your third starter was the next day had you lost it.
3: Yeah, he avoided...
2: Tonight, Elliot, it's got, to, got some pretty heady stuff coming for a Monday.
3: Yeah, he avoided trouble early in that Miami game and then settled in. That's why I think tonight's so interesting because Elliott has seen Arkansas before and they've seen him before, but he's pitching better now than he was pitching that night. And their lineup mm-hmm. is completely, completely dialed in in a way that it wasn't that night. I mean, they were, they were not go back and look at that weekend. They they were not a productive offensive team against Ole Miss that, that weekend in Fayetteville. Um, they've been pretty productive this postseason. I mean, even when they're not scoring runs, they're running pitch counts up, they're grinding. That's going to be what Hunter has to be careful that, their their strategy has been make guys work like they did it to Stanford, their starter was at sixty pitches in the third inning, you know I mean, you're to start the third i mean they were they were in trouble. that's why their their coach got some criticism for the kind of waving the white flag at six or seven to one, but I kind of got it, I understood it because he started thinking, okay, well, you know I can go use a bunch of arms here and I can maybe hold Arkansas to seven or eight runs, but If we don't score them, I'm wasting those arms. Mm -hmm. And he kind of waved the white flag in that game, as Van Horn talked about yesterday, was a score that wasn't really indicative of the difference between the two teams. But he started – he did the right thing, I think. He started managing for the rest of the week because he knew, hey, look, we don't win today. I got to win Monday. I got to win Tuesday. I got to win Wednesday. I got to win Thursday. I got to start using my arms efficiently the rest of the way because he's – their whole – strategy completely changed so that will be interesting with Elliott tonight what well, I'm, I'm curious to see what kind of start he gets off to against them um the left-handers usually do pretty well against their lineup uh they've you know it, it neut- yeah I've got it
2: here um it neutralizes Brady oh, thread sorry we had a little bit of delay there Arkansas against left-handed pitching uh hits 252 with an 811 OPS and against right-handed pitching Arkansas hits 289 with an 887
3: OPS yeah, there's a real difference. They they do not hit left-handers anywhere near as well. Some of that has been Moore's struggles uh this this season against left-handers. Some of that is the left-handers neutralized Brady Slavens a little bit. Look, man, it's got to be a good game. I mean, you you could we could break numbers down forever. It's just two super hot teams. Big-time programs. No two each- of
2: the three hottest teams in the country outside of Oklahoma.
3: Absolutely. Two programs that know each other have a lot of respect for one another. I'm not talking about fans. I'm talking about teams. Uh, they they get it. They both both of these teams know that they're playing a game tonight that they could lose. They everybody knows that.
2: And everybody kept everybody kept asking yesterday, "Hey, does it mean less because you're playing SEC teams in Omaha? No, it does not mean less. All right, you're just playing teams you're familiar with. Who cares? I
3: thought Van Horns Mike like, was like,
2: does it take away from the situation? No. I mean, I need to get two and zero. Oh. I don't it whether it's Arkansas or Alaska
3: whatever I don't know I thought Van Hans Van Horn's answer to that was was he got asked the exact same question does it change something that you're playing SEC teams because you you know when you play in the SEC that if you get to Omaha there's going to be two three four five teams from the SEC there you're going to run into them eventually so no I mean who thinks of these questions is that a story angle hey it just means it happened in the
2: press conference too they asked They asked either Ole Miss or I guess they asked Butch, are you excited to play Stanford because they're not in the SEC? It's like, no, I'd be much more excited to play Arkansas because it means I won a game. (laughs) Yeah,
3: (laughs) (laughs) Just so stupid. Uh, I don't understand. I don't understand. It's someone that goes into a, hey, I'm going to write a story on this. And there's no, I, I think it's the lack of editors and stuff for someone to go yeah but that's a dumb story. No, you just want to win. You want to play whoever is in the winners bracket because that means you won. It's mm-hmm. it's the whole you and I were talking about this the, other, the earlier it's the whole it's the whole concern that uh, hey I, I I get that we're We're in the winner's bracket, but I'm kind of concerned because this other team appears to be good. It's like, well, yeah, because for them to get to the winner's bracket, they had to do all the same things that you did. They had to go win a regional, they had to win a super regional, and they had to win a game in Omaha. So, yes, you're hot, and the team you're playing is hot. It's kind of like brackets. It's In the NCAA tournament, when you get to the Sweet 16, there's no such thing as, oh, this will be easy. No, that team's good, too. I mean, you're going to have to play well. You might have an advantage, but... You're going to have to play well. I mean, because the other teams could, and and that's where we are now. The rest of the way, whoever you play is either going to be really good and hot, or really good and desperate, and both of those teams are hard to beat.
2: Yeah, Mike. He he played it off into a joke, but he got a little not even frustrated, but I do think he's getting annoyed over getting asked constantly how how many family members he has in town um, for 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 the week because he he got asked that the other day, and he he he's like, "Do you ask every coach that question, or just?" us because we have five kids um more
3: than five like, what, what, what are we
2: what are, yeah what are we doing here i, I don't know um, he's like well mean, he's here and he's here and this person's here and this person's here and it's 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 it's, it's, it's whatever so we'll see six o'clock Ole miss arkansas it, 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 it's, it's a very hard ticket as we're seeing in the stream it's a very expensive ticket ticket it's been sold out there are Ole miss and arkansas people everywhere probably the two most active fan bases i've seen to this extent maybe a&m notwithstanding um it's somewhere in there i don't see a&m coming all the way back through that bracket i definitely could see them beating notre dame uh i guess tomorrow um bracket one gets a day off extra than bracket two, which is a little weird but whatever
3: yeah and bracket Um, the bracket one game tomorrow
2: against notre dame
3: that game's at one o'clock whoever loses the arkansas ole miss game will play tomorrow night at six Correct, yes. Ole
2: Miss cannot play a day game unless they play the Sunday national title game. It's at 2 o'clock. Gotcha. Otherwise, Ole Miss can't play a day game. Everything else is uh, is at night for uh, for the Rebels the rest of the way, winning or uh, losing, because the bracket two, bracket one thing, bracket one games are always uh, first. So coverage from Charles Schwab Field tonight in Omaha. Neil have a hand raise, guys, as soon as the uh, last out is recorded for that one. I'll be on. I think Brian will be on as well, and we'll bring you whatever happens between the Rebels and the Razorbacks tonight. If, again, if Ole Miss wins, they get shifted to Wednesday. They will play a bracket final game on Wednesday with an if necessary game on Thursday if they need it, and then if they lose, they will play tomorrow night against the winner of Auburn and Stanford. So have a good day, and we'll talk to you again tonight.